So life lets me down and the lies tell me I've been abandoned and When the darkness surrounds and it seems that there's no hope inside I can call on your name and you release my pain, Lord, you hear me I can lean into you, Lord, and know that you'll carry me. Because I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. I can call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I would rather be than right here with you. I'm safe in your arms, I'm washed in the blood. You see, fear is the enemy. Left to its lies, it'll break me. I won't be led to believe that all feelings I have should be trusted. I can let go feel as you open my eyes to your hand on me. I can lean into you, Lord. That you'll fight for me Lord, you fight Oh, I need for you To carry me up on your shoulders You're releasing your peace With every breath that I breathe And I can call on your name And your love covers pain. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here with you. I'm safe in your arms. I'm washed in the blood. You see all of the lies that fill up my mind. They come straight from the voice of the enemy. I will give up this pride and run straight to the fight Cause I know you're living in me Lord, I'll step across fear and surrender my life And become who you call me to be Who you call me to be I will trust you, Lord, because I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. Lord, I call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here with you. 
safe in your arms. I'm lost in the blood. I'm lost in the blood. I'm lost in the blood. to everybody here, everywhere around this world. I hope you're having an absolutely beautiful Sunday. It is nice. It is rainy here. It's going to be cool all week long, and I am so excited about it. We're going to have our nights down below freezing, at least four of them, and then our days aren't going to get above 50, mainly in the 40s. I am looking forward to it. I love cold weather. I hope you do too, because it's coming to a neighborhood near you as well. Guys, this is Kilted Christian episode 472. This is uh, Brothers, Sisters in a Bible with Flight Work Mary this evening, and I am so excited to have her on. We are going to be discussing probably one thing that a lot of us are discussing right now, and that would be the upcoming holiday, Halloween, and as Christians, should we partake in this um, festivities? And uh, I know it goes both ways, and I know um, I'm looking forward to having this conversation. It's always a great, great conversation to have. So first off, I'd like to say hello to Livin. How are you doing today, sweetie? I'm doing pretty good. I had the most fabulous dinner tonight, and I swear to God, I don't think I've had food that delicious as I did that you made. Well, thank so you. thank you very much, we, babe, for, for that amazing dinner tonight. For it those of you who have been to awesome. South Carolina. Yeah, we, it was we, absolutely awesome. I got to give you credit. You can cook. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> he can cook, We, we made um, We made South Carolina barbecue ribs today, slow cooked over four hours. Mm -hmm. And uh, I mean, it fell off the bone. It was so good. And and we make our own um, sauce. So for those of you that have never been to South Carolina or had that kind of sauce, we, we, it's the, uh, um, vinegar, mustard, um, base, you know, so it's sweet, savory. It's everything. It's one of my favorites with pickles cooked into it. Exactly. So yeah, it was really good. It was fantastic. Great job. It was I a good have... Sunday meal. It was yeah, really, really it good. Really now, was. now I'm full. And then um, I get to say hi to my friend Mary. Yeah, exactly. I love you, girl. I'm so glad that you're here. And, I just adore you. And flight work, Mary, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on here. Oh, absolutely. We we are I always wait, you know, because you were like, What are we gonna talk about? I'm like, I need to get that from God. So I always kind of <laughs> wait because sometimes I, I know right off the bat. Um, sometimes I don't. So I listen. And uh, today I woke up and I was like, okay, we need to have this discussion because, um, you know, Halloween, like many of the holidays and, and, you know, I talked to Douglas earlier as well. So if you guys don't know, I'm sure you all know who Douglas is. Douglas does his own show um, multiple times a day. Sometimes some of them are like three or four hour shows. Um, yes. He will be on our show next Friday. Um, but yeah, he even just, you know, was like, well, after this, we'll need to move on and talk about Easter Christmas and all those other things because, in a way, we, we what we do, what we celebrate is different than what their intentions were by having the holidays when they do and the pagan aspects that they've kind of thrown into everything to kind of, as I say, muck up the works because it does. Yes. And, um, you know, so it it all depends on where your heart is and, and being quite aware of how the evil in this world work in order to deceive us. Um, this one in particular, we decided to discuss Halloween because Halloween's on Tuesday. And, you know, the origins of Halloween, you know, if you guys want to know more in detail, um, every Halloween since I started this show, I've done a show on the origins of Halloween. And the intentions originally of Halloween 
aren't the evil aspects that it became over time because originally um, people were using that day to kind of hide from the demons because it was all about the harvest. So, you know, every part of the world, this time, well, most parts of the world, this time of the year is when they're harvesting the corn, the wheat and, and all of their crops. And it's the same thing over in Scotland as well. So um, they've, they reason they got it out of the ground before Halloween came around or all souls Eve, which is actually the day after Halloween is because they felt that anything that was left in the ground was feasted on by demons or feasted on by evil. So if you ate anything that was still on the ground after that day, you would be sick and poisoned because it was considered bane or poisonous. Um, the, the Halloween costumes um, originally came, the trick-or-treat that we mm -hmm. know of today was um, a way to give underprivileged folks something to eat. So it wasn't that they were handing out candy. Um, you would go to the door and they would give you parts of their harvest, their wheat, um, apples or, you know, whatever they were growing their corn or whatever, so that the underprivileged had something to eat. And that's where the whole trick or treat going door to door thing came from. Um, and the reason they dressed in costumes was because when the evil would walk this earth, because the, the dark time of the year starts right now during this time, that's what the Celts considered the dark time. And you had the light time, which was during the spring. So the costumes came is because people were afraid that they were going to be devoured by the evil spirits or whatever that walked this earth. So they would dress up like ghosts and stuff in hopes that the evil walking this earth didn't recognize that they weren't, you know, souls walking this earth too. So that's why they would dress up as, as ghosts. And that's where it all started originally. Um, then you've got your satanic origins, which has kind of been pulled from that. And where the holiday kind of stands today, very superficial, um, a very dangerous holiday. Yes. A lot of sacrificing goes on because of the time of the year, um, you know, being the dark, like I said, the beginning of the dark season, um, you know, and then it doesn't fall into Christianity necessarily um, because it does stem from very pagan origins. Um, so Mary, you know, the topic tonight obviously is as Christians, um, should we, or is it okay for us to partake in the festivities that that go on and you know my like i've always loved dressing up um i love making costumes i'm, I'm a filmmaker you know what i'm saying so it kind of falls hand in the hand and any excuse to make a costume or whatever um i like candy <laughs> you <laughs> know doesn't? reese's peanut butter cups yeah. <laughs> yeah um yeah you know so I, i've always looked at it I, I actually be honest with you i go back and forth on this one i, yeah. I fight with this one because as a Christian, I don't want to be involved in pagan ceremony. Um, as a human, I enjoy the celebration with people, the children getting out and having a good time, making you know, costumes. making costumes, eating candy, candy mm -hmm. apples and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so I go back and forth on it. Is it okay? Is it dangerous? I, I just, I want to hear your opinion and we'll carry on the conversation about this. Well, I, I'm very similar to you in that respect as about going back and forth and having kind of an internal argument with myself about it. But generally speaking, how I feel about I've 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 hate Halloween, just just to be out there to say what how I feel. But there was a time where I was, you know, when my kids were younger, we would celebrate it. And um, you know, I as a young adult, I would too. Um, but I 
I don't, I can't say that it was when I became a Christian that all of a sudden something changed and I thought that that was not right. Um, I guess I always felt something inside that it just wasn't quite right all along. And then after learning more about it and being, for those that don't know, I live in the Halloween capital of the world mm-hmm. <laughs> in Minnesota. Yeah. It's a, it's a self-proclaimed proclamation <laughs> title, but, um, so I, I, I guess I can't say it, God looks on your motivation of your heart. I mean, Jesus talked about that in the Sermon on the Mount. Almost everything he spoke about that day was about motivation, that if you hate your brother in your heart, it's murder. You know, if you look upon a woman in lust, it's adultery. You know, it's so he gave many examples about the motivation of your heart being the the critical issue but that with that said i think that some of the traditions that we have gotten used to with halloween um could be considered something very anti-christian yeah now i example i just went to a, a harvest party last night out at the ranch and we all dress in costume just because, well, a lot of us are Gen X and that's what we're used to dressing up in costumes and um, even just playing as a kid, dressing up, mm-hmm. you know, kind of thing. But we always say nothing to be to, you know, nothing evil or any costumes like that. But it's a fun thing that we do and we celebrate the harvest. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, because the harvest is kind of a big deal, you know, you, you have to eat. You know, and, and that's really what it was based upon eventually were, you know, the superstitions that went along with it, um, especially over in Scotland, um, Ireland, uh, Wales, and some of those areas. Um, what they would do is the whoever, okay, there was a, it was kind of a ceremonial staff, um, you know, like a walking stick. And the first um, farmer to harvest would get the staff. And then the next person to harvest, the staff would be passed on to them so basically, at the end, whoever was the last person to harvest would have to leave a certain bit of crops up in order to give the evil a place to go so that they weren't hanging out in people's towns. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, there was a lot of it to it. And like I said, even then, um, back in the old, old days when they were, you know, celebrating what was called Solon, which was the harvest. It wasn't what we know as Halloween or All Saints Day or, you know, any of that stuff. Um, Devil's Night, which mm-hmm. I believe is the night before Halloween, which is more apparent mm-hmm. over in Detroit than anything of you guys have ever seen the movie The Crow. Um, that's kind of based on that. Um, but it was really about them trying to avoid the evil because um, especially back in, in the old areas of, the, of where the Celts or the Celts lived, um, <clears throat> they believed that your ancestors, you know, were, were kind of there with you as well. You know, like we, we say, you know, I thank God for watching over me. And then you've got, you know, other like Native Americans and the Celts and so forth. It would be like, I'm thankful that my ancestors are watching over, over me. You know, and to me, that's the same way as thanking angels instead of thanking God or, or asking for an angel's help rather than asking God. Um, you know, and it's a lot of things in my life since I've become Christian that I'm very careful about. Um, you know, I, I'm a Reiki master. I, I know energy healing and I know that, you know, it specifically talks because one thing about um, the Reiki that I learned were from Christians and, you know, the power source is God. It's not you, 
you know what I'm saying? God uses you just like he uses for our missions right here. But I stopped doing it because I, I don't want to accidentally cross a line that I shouldn't. Um, even though, you know, I believe that it was God, you know, if you look at Ray Key, some of the other origins of Ray Key, you know, are the more um, new agey things, you know, like I'm the one who is doing the healing, which I'm completely against. Same thing as I used to make a lot of horror films because they're easy and cheap to make when I was younger. I don't do that anymore as a filmmaker. Um, you know, so there's a lot of things in my life that I question, even Christmas itself, um, mm -hmm. not what we celebrate because we celebrate Christ, the birth of Christ. I think many of us, there, there may be a couple of us that actually think here that Christ was born on December 25th, but I think the majority of us know that he wasn't. Um, but there's no proof of this. There's no way we can prove this stuff. But nonetheless, you said something important earlier, and it's it's where your heart is. And and God knows where your heart is. You know, if you're out there, you know, having fun with the kids, mm -hmm. um, taking them out on Halloween, dressing up to get candy and stuff like that, just to have fun, to, you know, do something different on this particular day, it's a whole different story. The thing is, is the evil in this world is very deceptive. And they have us, you know, Christmas, I'll go back to Christmas real quick. They have us putting Christmas trees in our house, which is a very pagan, you know, the decoration of the Christmas trees, the Yule log, um, the majority of the way we celebrate Christmas is very pagan based, although we celebrate Christ that, you know, what I'm saying like we spend time with our family, we pray, we talk about baby Jesus. Um, you know, my dad, when he used to read, um, Christmas stuff in particular to me, he would read the night before Christmas, but he would always end with the birth of Christ. You know, um, Halloween specifically has zero Christian origins. There's no, um, you know, God's not incorporated into it in any way whatsoever. Um, but like I said, is the kids enjoy it. You, we love seeing the smiles on the children's faces bringing the kids together at the little harvest festivals like you were just talking about. You know, it's it's something that I remember fondly as a child. Um, you know, but on that day, same thing being said, is all the different costumes and stuff that kids wear, you know, they're wearing costumes that represent evil in some ways. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're going around dressed up like a Yoda or mm -hmm. a, a Chewy or a C-3P, that's a whole different story, but you've got kids dressing up like witches. Yes. You've got kids yeah. dressing up like the devil. Mm -hmm. You've got, you know what I'm saying? And I know that it's harmless. Like the mother doesn't give but, them a, a devil costume knowing that they're going to go out and represent the devil. I know it's harmless, but at the same time, that's part of the deception. Yeah. And I think, well, I think a lot of times too, I think that parents, you know, have to have to be pretty involved in what they will allow their kids to wear, especially younger kids that don't know what, you know, which really is and stuff like that. I think it, it, you have to do that. I think that that's a big part of being a parent is to make sure your kids aren't going out as witches and the devil and all that kind of stuff and maybe go out as Yoda or, you know, whatever else. I mean, that's that that has a lot to do with parents, too. I, yeah, I, I completely agree. You know, I Compl think that's where yeah. the parents need to be involved. I completely agree that um, there's a difference between dressing up like, you know, like you said, mm -hmm. a Yoda versus, chick. you know, a witch. And you are, even if it is an innocent thing, you are mm -hmm. still representing Satan in that aspect. Mm -hmm. So it, mm -hmm. you're right. It is a lot, a lot to the parents. I mean, I remember myself 
going to to Halloween parties before I became a Christian. And I, I was a, a vampire one time. I was, mm-hmm. you know, I was a witch one mm-hmm. time. And, mm-hmm. um, but I was not of the mind of even being innocent, mm-hmm. to be yeah. honest, at that time. I mean, I was hell on wheels. So I can see that as there is a correlation. Yeah. And even, you know, in our town, when uh, this started in 1920, um, it actually started because the townsfolk wanted to have some alternative for kids to be involved in something different than pranks yeah. mm-hmm. on Halloween night. And so they started this um, Halloween tradition with a lot of activities and parades. And, um, you know, we, we've had tens of thousands of people out here lining this main street to watch the parades and all kinds yeah, of things. Yeah. Keeps them occupied from throwing toilet paper all over your house and all the other, the poo bags on your front porch and yeah, exactly. all the little, the pranks, like you said, that, that people, you know, hence the trick or treat, um, you know, the option. And, you know, it, it's another thing too, is one thing that I was really big and I love to do it. I still would because I, 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 it's not that I don't enjoy it anymore. Um, but once again, I kind of have to weigh things out sometimes as a Christian. I used to build haunted houses. Um, like every year I I would design them. We had one that was like 1,250 acres, um, like huge, huge haunted houses. Um, and like I said, everything was built. We, you know, we, we had fun and I love creating that, making the costumes and stuff. I won't do it anymore Mm -hmm. because I'm not, you know, I'm not really sure if I'm participating in something that I shouldn't be. Um, you know, and the same thing, cause I was, I was an evil clown. (laughs) Mm -hmm. That was like my character because the easiest way to scare anybody, which is the whole point of how is haunted houses, is being an, <laughs> a, an evil clown. Because yeah. people hate clowns, you know. Um, but like I said, I haven't since I become a Christian, I haven't dressed up for Halloween, haven't partaken anything, haven't made any haunted houses, been part of them or anything like that. Um, not that I don't en- still wouldn't enjoy the work because I do love creating. I'm a creative person. I'm, I'm hands on and. You know, building sets is a whole different thing than like editing video, you know, so it's kind of something different for me to do um, with the couple of months leading up to Halloween. But once again, like I said, I don't partake in any of this stuff any any longer because I don't want to accidentally be participating in something that I shouldn't be. Yeah, exactly. You're, you're more about celebrating life now yes. than death. Exactly. And that was part of it, too. And that was the big thing, even in the States is what did Halloween begin as a celebration of those that have passed on? Mm-hmm. Well, that's the Day of the Dead, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Also, now, but then, but there, they're, they're, um, what is the word for that? They're, they're there because in their eyes, that's when their, their families rise. Yeah. And so there, I've, I've watched a couple of, you know, that I am Spanish. So I have some family members that do celebrate that. And it's um, honoring their family that has passed. Yeah. And that's a little different, but they're not dancing around in witches' costumes and or anything like that. They're actually sitting at the graves of their loved ones. And so I find that a little bit different. Now, I might, you know, somebody might not agree with me, and that's fine. Um, but that's just my opinion for that part of it. Yeah. You made a very good point um, earlier about it doesn't have a Christian background. Yeah, there's, there's, and I guess that's something I didn't consider either. Now, the only connection that it has to Christianity is 
you know, before a certain time, I'm going to say the 1800s, maybe earlier than that. I can't remember the exact time period. It was considered solemn or, you know, um, the day of the dead, you know, they had different names for it. Halloween was actually created by the Roman church, Roman Catholics. So what we know as Halloween today was a product of Christianity from the Vatican. Um, but not necessarily the way that it's celebrated. Now, um, the reason they had the day of the dead devil's night, Halloween, Samhain, and the belief, you know, the ancestors are coming back is because two times a year, you had the light part of the year, like I said, spring, you have the dark part of the year, which begins right now. Um, they believe that, and, and this kind of fits into, you know, God, cause God talks about veil, the veil. Um, you know, we, we say lifting the veil or, you mm-hmm. know, to be able to see through it. Um, the veil during those two times of the year is the thinnest than it ever is the rest of the year. So if there's ever going to be any kind of, and I don't want to say, I always say demonic activity, mm-hmm. but remember there's good things out there too, but that's the time that they can kind of seep through into our dimension or whatever you want to call it. Um, you know, that's why the, the, they celebrate um, during these times. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why, you know, they, like I said, as they celebrate the ancestors and so forth, because they mm-hmm. do believe that that's the thinnest part of the veil to where if anything's going to seep through, that's the days that it's going to be, you know? Mm-hmm. So when it's not just October 31st, no. you know, it, it's like a, a whole like there, two there, or three week period. Yes. It, yeah. It's, it's just, it's not on the 31st. It's like over, like you said, a couple of weeks when they do it Yeah, and they do, yeah. they decorate the graves very beautifully. I mean, if you ever have a, you know, has a family member that does do that. It's a beautiful sight to see with all the beautiful candles and they hand make everything, their flowers. And, you know, they put blankets of memories of their grandmothers and fathers and their parents. It actually is pretty beautiful, but that's how they celebrate, you know. So I, I, you know, t- I don't think it's anything wrong with that. Our tone here, this, um, it really has turned... There is there's a light part of it where um, people celebrate and, you know, the kids dress up and it's, you know, the fun activities kind of thing. But there is a dark part here in this city and it's very prevalent. The There's witchcraft and covens and yeah. all kinds of activity that just really hypes up during this time frame. And, and you're right, it's not just on Tuesday. It's, you know, it's already begun, you know, and. I haven't done this in a while, but um, there was a time where we would prayer walk down on the city during yeah. the week up leading up to Absolutely. Halloween yeah. and afterwards too. And even just to try to do some street ministry with people, you know, to ask them questions about it. And, you know, do you know the history of this and, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. You know, it's um, like I said, it's one of those things that's torn because we want to have fun. We want our kids to enjoy the things that we had when we were younger but the, you know, once again, with the veil being thin, that's why you you hear about the satanic sacrifices. That's why you hear about the rise in witch activity and coven activity and stuff like that. Is because when they're doing these ritual, these rituals, these incantations, they're more effective um, during these times because where we go to God, we go to our power source. We pray to God. What happens in our lives is because of what we pray and ask God for or what he puts into our lives. Um, they are talking to ancestors, to mm-hmm. demons, to 
the different deities or, or whatever, you know, because we're, we are a mono, monolistic or a monotheistic um, belief. We have one God um, who's broken into three parts, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. But um, the pagans are polytheist. So they've got multiple gods. And, and if you go back and you look into, for instance, the Catholic Church, and I'm not dogging the Catholic Church whatsoever. I'm not one of those people that, you know, has a problem with, you know, one belief or another as long as, you know, it's Christianity. Um, but they do have their saints. And their saints are the dogma, the deities that came from Celtic lore. The only difference is they changed the spelling a little bit. So you've got St. Bridget, for instance, which was St. Bridget, or excuse me, which was Bridget, in the Celtic society. So they put the word saint in front of her, and now they have managed to move a Celtic deity over into a Christian church. Um, you know, so it, it's there's so much deception. Um, Matt and uh, Heb brought up a minute ago about uh, Harry Potter, and, and I mm -hmm. think this is a great, you Witchery. know, a great part of this. It's like, is it okay to watch a Harry Potter movie or read a Harry Potter book? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? You're a big boy. You're a big girl. You know, know your relationship with Christ. But, you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with reading it. The problem is that these movies and these books, and I'm just using Harry Potter as an example. There's many other examples other than that. I'm just going with that one because that was brought up. Um, there's many people that, that glorify this. So instead of watching a movie going, oh, man, that was really well written, or I like that line or something like that, all of a sudden, now they're walking around pretending to be Harry Potters and getting into magic, and literally, it draws them into the mysticism of of witchcraft. And you know, then they go even further and they talk about you know white magic, black magic, and so forth. And and there is there okay, there is a difference because black magic people tend to um, be selfish. You know what I'm saying? They will pray for specific things. They go against the rule of I shall harm none or or not against someone's will. Now, I'm not saying that it's right. There is there is a difference between black and white. You know what I'm saying? But it's still the same thing because in essence, you're not reaching out to God. You're not reaching out. You know what I'm saying? You, you are still thinking that, you know, the power comes from within you and God's power comes from within us. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it comes down to the, you know, the way that you, you practice these things. So it, it becomes new, well, what we call new age, even though it's way older than Christianity itself. Um, they think that because they're white witches, that they're not doing anything wrong. And even though their intention's good, even though that their will and intention's good, they still believe that the power either comes from earth, trees, ancestors, or themselves, which puts them right back into the same thing as the black magic, in my opinion. That's a very good um, thing to note. I mean, because the black magic is is one thing, light magic is another thing, but it's both magic. Yes, <laughs> it's still exactly like it's the difference because and here's the irony. They're achieving the same things that Christians achieve when they pray. The difference is that we know that our source is our Heavenly Father. You know, so when I pray, God, bring wisdom into my life, or, you know what I'm saying? Because obviously as a Christian, you're not going to pray for the ability to kill your loudmouth neighbor. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's not a very Christian thing to pray for, and God's certainly not going to answer that prayer. 
know what I'm saying? He's probably going to shun you for it. Be like, ah, 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 you be careful. None of that. You know, righteous anger, not anger, anger, no hate. Um, you know, and that's where those lines get separated is the power doesn't come from us. The power doesn't come from now. Now, is God responsible for everything that is on this earth? Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? But you don't pray to the universe or pray to the earth itself. And I'm even starting to be careful about the, of, of the way that I word things because, you know, it was a time where I like, man, the universe is so great, you know, and it's like, no, 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 no. The one who created the universe is great. And that's the defining difference right then and there is that um, people like some of the, the polytheism, the, the early pagan religions, they worship the creation. Yes. Well, we need to worship the one who created the creation, which would be our creator. And that's mentioned in Romans very clearly how they started to worship the creation instead of the creator. Yes. You know, money, um, you know what I'm saying? Because, okay, uh, another great example, because um, I studied shamanism, I studied paganism, I studied, never was a part of it, but I studied it. And, you know, one big thing about shaman, one big thing about witches is they're really big into herbs. They're really big into that stuff, like stones and all this other stuff. God put all of that here on this earth. You know what I'm saying? It was blessed by God. It was created by God. You know, so taking mullen, for instance, you know, I'm taking mullen right now, all right? Um, witches would have been practicing, you know, been like, oh, you're having congestion? Here, take some mullen. You know what I'm saying? They thank the universe and they thank nature for it when it was God that created it. And it is useful. So a lot of the things that, that they practice, for instance, herbology is probably the best example. Um, God created everything on this earth for us to use um, for health reasons and whatever. So whether, you know, saging, um, you know, mullen root, echinacea, golden sea, all these things that come from the earth, it's not pagan. It's God's creation, things that God gave us in order to heal ourselves. Um, the problem is that some, and this is kind of a dangerous thing, is that a lot of Christians will go to um, pharmaceutical companies to get their medicines now, rather than actually digging in and finding out what God put on this earth for us to naturally take. Dandelion root, I see that in here as well. Um, you know, these are all things that God put on this earth for us to use. Um, but a lot of the Christians that I talk to that refuse to take natural medicine is because, well, that's witchcraft. And it's mm -hmm. like, well, no, it's not. You know, witches use it because actually the term witch or wicca means one who knows um you know so but the thing is though is that just because other people utilize what god gave us and they look at it in a different way doesn't mean that we can't utilize this stuff because what happens if you go get your medicine right now from from pharmacia you're you're taking poison you know what i'm saying that is where the trick is if you were learning about dandelions and echinacea and all these other things and you took this natural stuff, we'd be a whole lot healthier right now for one thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I, I really think, too, like, what is it or how the devil can be so counterfeit in everything? Like, it's just a, like a truism, you know, like here, all the God's created all these great natural remedies and the devil will take that. And in Wicca and in all these pagan religions, they he'll twist it into something else. And that people start, like you say, start to look at anything other than the creator in it. Yes. And that's so much how the devil works. It's a counterfeit. 
Yes. Everything's counterfeit. Absolutely. Um, you know, we, we had discussed a while back, you know, because I was kind of digging into the army of the armor of God. And, you know, there was uh, preachers and uh, and priests and stuff back in the days literally had God's armor. And they had stones that were mm-hmm. on their armor. And, you know, if you remember, we discussed um, the stones that lined heaven mm-hmm. because heaven doesn't need sun. You know what I'm saying? What is the light of heaven? God. God's the light of heaven. And every stone that's in heaven is um, what we would consider a non-precious stone here on this earth. But they're the most precious stones ever. Otherwise, they wouldn't be lining heaven. You know, so um, diamonds and gold, you know, all these things right here, the minerals that we look at as being worth something, you won't find any of that in heaven. But you'll find like your, like I said, what we, we would consider a rock and be like, ah, that's just a rock. That's what God picked to line heaven with. So you know what I'm saying? So amethyst. Yes, exactly. Like amethyst. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm, I'm saying? Going for um, the rubies. <laughs> but but the thing is, though, is, is that's one thing that the devil, because the devil's so good, he's so good at his deception that he will literally convince you, well, hey, the pagans use this stuff. So if you're using it, that makes you a pagan. It's like, no, it makes us healthy. You know, echinacea, dandelion, all these. Like I said, you could literally walk out to your, somebody said it. I, uh-huh. I missed who said it. But they were talking about how God created um, every, something oh, on this earth yes. for every ailment. Yes. Yeah, we're finding out that too. Yeah, yeah and he mm-hmm. also, he creates different things right next to each other. Like, for mm-hmm. example, poison ivy, and, jewel weed will yeah, grow right next to with, poison ivy. Within 100 feet. Yeah. A, mm-hmm. yeah, which it's, is a remedy. Exactly. So, exactly. Yeah. You know, but the thing is, though, is that, um, you know, just like the devil uses changes these holidays in order to fit his deception into it. He does the opposite with things that we need to be learning by associating it with the pagans so that we don't ever become part of it. And I know some Christians out there that refuse to take natural remedies whatsoever because they believe that it's pagan. And then they'll go right to the other thing that's mentioned in scripture. What is it? I think it's, is it pharmacia? Yeah. Is that what is, yeah. Pharmacia, which would, which is like wickedness. Yeah, exactly. I think that it's interesting how even when you were talking earlier about the Harry Potter thing, and um, it just occurred to me like how maybe that that whole thing that happened with that, those books and the movies and everything is just like throwing it out there and seeing what sticks. Yeah. Like see how many how many people actually take it further and how many people take it to, you know, casting spells and just, you know, get deeper into it. And like it's, yes. it's, it's almost like he's just throwing it out there to see what happens. And a lot you know? of people um, saw those movies. They, it was glorified and they did, you know, they, they spend their lives now associating a, right along with that becoming witches when they may not have even known much about it. And the problem, the, the really bad part is they don't know any much about it n- now because even the way that Harry Potter portrayed witchcraft wasn't real. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't how it really is. So even they're following some weird little path, not knowing what they're really into. And, you know, it's like having Jesus in your life. You accept him. Jesus is always going to be there with you. You know what I'm saying? By accepting him to your life. It's no different when you start messing around with magic, except it's not Jesus. It's in your life. Well, Jesus is always in your life, but, but, you, you are allowing evil Satan. You are 
and the more that you do it, you're almost giving these evil, the demons permission to go within you. And yeah, a they foothold. Yeah, a foothold. They become part of you. Because that's one thing is that you know, um, we are organic and we're inorganic. What do I mean by that? We're organic because we're flesh and we live right here on this earth. But we are inorganic because we have a soul, you know, which was given to us by the Heavenly Father. That's what makes us, gives us life. So we are organic and inorganic. Demons, um, spirits, they are purely inorganic. That means that where we have the ability, you know, when you go in the dreams and stuff like that, you, you know what I'm saying? We may, you, I've heard people dream and they visited heaven or something, you know, something like that. We have the ability to be here and there because we are connected to the Holy Spirit. Um, the people that do magic and stuff or the, the demons and the, the spirits and stuff like that, in order to come here, they need a host. They have to, they can't just walk around by themselves very long because they, they lose the energy. It, it's kind of like we watched today, Venom, the, uh, the movie with the symbiont that relied on to be inside of a human. That's what a demon is, is they need humans. So how do you give a demon permission? If you guys haven't seen the movie Nefarious, I certainly recommend going and watching that. One of the most brilliant movies I've ever seen um, cinematically, but it was so well done at describing the reality of demonic possession. And they require a couple of things in order to, you know, to, to be a host or to get you to host them. Mm -hmm. You either have to give them permission, become part of magic in which you're doing it involuntarily, um, it, it's like giving, it's like saying that it's okay when you're practicing these dark arts. So that's an invitation for them or someone who is extremely weak, um, either through hardcore drug use, alcohol use, something like that, because it weakens your soul. Therefore you're an easy target for demons in, to host. Um, I'd imagine it's the same thing for a lot of the, uh, like LGBTQ to trans movement and so forth that are around right now is that they're easy targets for a host. Um, and they may have already have been hosted. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's why they're acting the way that they are. But, um, you know, that's why another reason that the devil and, and evil in this world hate us so much is because we not only have the flesh and the ability to walk around this earth freely every day, but we also have the spirit and the soul of our heavenly father you know what I'm saying? Which connects us directly to heaven. They don't have that opportunity that, or they don't have that option. You know what I'm saying? Which is another reason they absolutely despise Christians um, and hate the name Jesus. And the, because God loves us. And God, exactly. But the thing is though, is that God also loves those people that have been hosted by demons. Yes. Yeah. And if they would realize that it's the quickest way to get the demon like out of you, you know, exercised yeah. is, is, you know, but, um, I had mentioned a dream that I had a while back, a couple of dreams where I was trying to remove evil out of a house or something for someone else. And I was like, J -j 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 -j. I could not get the name Jesus out of my mouth. I was trying, but the evil was keeping me from saying it. But the moment that the word Jesus or Christ came out of my mouth, everything ended. It was over. No more evil. Poof. Gone. Um, the power of the name, the power of prayer. You know what I'm saying? Just mentioning the name Jesus. And that's one thing that gives me even more faith in Jesus than I ever even had before. It's like, man, if they hate that name, 
They're not going after Muslims. They're not going after Jews. They're not going after all these other ones. They're coming predominantly after Christians. And one thing that I've known is that I've never wasted my time on anyone that wasn't a threat. You know, so therefore, Christians must be a threat if the world's trying to come after us the way they are right now. Yeah. I had a, a little story here. I had, it was a couple of weeks ago, my niece picked me up, I had some car trouble. And so she picked me up with her kids. And um, she's been uh, a, you know, she calls me her spiritual mama, I guess. But so uh, we've, we've walked together a lot through our faith. And her kids were all in the car and her oldest son is like, I think he's seven or eight. And we were talking about um, deliverance and the demonic and everything as we're driving. And then her son, we parked and then her son was saying, so what's a demon, mom? And so I kind of looked at her and I said, well, what do you, she goes, well, the kid friendly virgin, right? <laughs> and so I just said that, well, you know who the devil is, right? And he said, yeah. And I said, well, the demons are like his workers, only they're kind of like bullies and they're really, you know, just kind of like a bully and they think more of themselves than they're not. And so I said, but you know what? God says in his word in 1 John 4, 4, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Mm -hmm. And so we've spent the next five or 10 minutes memorizing that scripture with him so that he could feel at ease that. God is greater than all of this. We can talk about this till, you know, the cows come home about how the devil is so devious and he can just move his way into what seems to be a, a, a wonderful, you know, celebration and he can just twist it around. But God is greater than the devil. Bottom line, God is greater. Yeah, the, the devil, first of all, was a creation of God. Devil didn't create God. God created Satan. Um, you know, God is omnipresent. He's able to be everywhere, always. And he, he's, what is it said? He, he knows every hair on our head. He knew us before we were born. God knows us better than we know ourselves. The devil, on the other hand, is not omnipresent. He doesn't have the ability to be everywhere at one time, which is why you are seeing so many evil people and so many demons running around this world right now is because where God can keep an eye on everything at once, Satan relies on other things in order to keep up with what's happening around this world. Yeah. And it, he also cannot read your mind because he can't be everywhere. No. So the devil cannot read your mind. That's another thing, important thing to remember in spiritual warfare and why it's so important to speak it out loud. And when you rebuke the devil and renounce what he's doing, it has to be out loud because the devil is not in your head. No. Yeah. Yeah. Not, yeah. He's not in your head. And that's the thing is that, you know, the devil does attack, but he uses the demons in this world to attack us um, health wise, spiritually. Um, I would say one unrecognized, probably the worst way that the devil messes with anybody is sowing doubt. You know, when having those days where you start doubting Christ or your own religion, um, and, and what does he, how does he do that? He puts people into your life that start questioning you and then start publicly questioning you and then start calling, you know what I'm saying? And, and that's the thing is that then we're like, wait a minute, maybe they're right. You, you know what I'm saying? So we, we start doubting not only ourselves, but doubting 
a relationship with God. Um, and that's, that's probably one of the greatest weapons that the devil has is because he's got more power by removing you from your faith than any other way that he can come into your life and attack you. Because what happens if you believe in Christ and, and he gives you health problems and you die? You go to heaven if you've got right. that relationship. But what happens if he removes you from that narrow path that you're on? Now he's got the ability not only to remove you from the battle that God has you in, removing you from the mission that God set you forth on, but he's also now has an ability to get in your life and pull you over to his army, which, you know, we see a lot of these days, sadly. Um, indoctrinated yeah. children, the schools. Why do you think one of the first things they did before they put anything else into school, the, the brainwashing, the indoctrination, the trans movement, the LGBTQ, before he did any of that, they removed God from the schools. They took prayer away. And what did it do? It removed the protection of those institutions. Yeah. They removed God and they put a globe in. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You know, and now what are kids doing today? Um, you know, more than anything, you know, the, the lust of children is a whole lot different. I, mean, I remember being 15 years old and all I wanted to do was play soccer and go surfing. You know, that's, that was what I wanted to do when I was a kid. But today you've got like uh, the fetish movements and all these things that these kids are getting involved in and they are so hypersexualized that it's easy now to pull them into the other thing because they're focusing on the flesh before anything else. And then bringing God up, people almost laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? Like those open Christians that are in school right now, those kids are the bravest and most awesome people in this world because it, it's hard to be that anymore. You are ostracized instantaneous by being an open Christian or wearing a shirt that says, I love Jesus. Yeah, exactly. Very much so. I agree. So, you know, life is, it's always been somewhat complicated. You know what I'm saying? Um, as long as you and I have been alive, Satan has been working to deceive us, to distract us and to change things in this world. Um, more so today than ever before, because, you know, we were younger. Um, you know, we still knew church. We still knew who God was. Even if you didn't believe in Christ, you heard of him. Even if you didn't read scripture, you knew what the Bible was. And it's not so much like that today. Um, I watched uh, Left Behind the other night. Um, not the original Left Behind, but the, the one, the, the most recent version where they were on the airplane. And one thing that really grabbed my attention is that when these people disappeared from the airplane, because they didn't have contact with the real world at that point, you know, there was no radio communication, everything was blocked out. So they didn't know. Um, what had happened outside of the airplane, but people disappeared. It was like eight, nine people, sadly, out of the entire airplane, eight or nine people disappeared from their seats. And everyone's like, was it a terrorist attack? Was it this? Was it that? And it's like the first thing that would have run through my head was, oh, crap, I'm still here and the rapture just happened. That would have been the first thing that I thought, <laughs> yeah. but it literally took them like, three quarters of the movie before someone finally goes, wait a minute, didn't my wife tell me about this from the Bible? <laughs> you know, but you know, and I joke about that, but this is the reality today. Kids don't know Christ. They don't know what the end times are going to bring. They don't know the prophecies that are in scripture. They don't know how the Bible ends. 
They don't know the promises that our Heavenly Father made to us, much less who God is. My, my niece literally said, when my mom was talking about the Bible, she goes, oh, are you talking about that Jesus book? This was on Christmas. We were at their house celebrating Christmas, and she goes, oh, do you mean that Jesus book? And I'm like, what do you think we're celebrating today and every year when we come over to your house on the 25th of December? Yeah, exactly. That's like the weirdest thing I've ever heard. Oh, you mean that Jesus book? Yeah, I do mean that Jesus book. And before that, the God book. <laughs> That's why I think it's so, so important right now, especially with all this stuff that's happening in the Middle East and, and you know, all this conflict and everything in, in that part of the world, regardless of how you feel about the politics of it or, you know, whether, you know, where you stand on Israel or Palestine or any of that, yeah. regardless of any of that, right now is such a op just an awesome opportunity to step in when people start asking, hey, you know, this kind of sounds like different things that I've maybe heard about that are in the Bible. Like, maybe this is sounding familiar to me. It's yeah. a perfect opportunity to step in and share the gospel yeah. with somebody. Yes. It is. And one thing, too, is that once you find Christ, you start going, oh, wait a minute. I, I felt like I know this already. See, before we knew Christ, Scripture existed within us. It was in our hearts. That's why things, when you become a Christian especially, seem so familiar. It's like it's you've always known it, but but God was the key. So you finally got to open that door, and now everything makes sense. Oh, that's why that seems so familiar. That's the beauty is that the closer you get to God. Now, one thing that I do think is beautiful about today, today's world, is that, you know, finding God maybe 40 or 50 years ago, you were like, okay, cool. And then you began your journey, and you would get closer and closer to God and understand more and more. Um, sometimes it took you a while to, like, really get into the swing of things. Today, the people that are finding God in the now are like insta-woke, and they embrace God with their full force the moment that they bring God into their life, and it's because, like myself, I'm like, man, if evil is this real and the devil's this real, then God has to be this real. So I didn't walk down the stairs of the pool and then slowly walk to the deep end. I jumped right into the deep end. You know what I'm saying? And that's the thing about people today is because we're running out of time. We don't know when Christ is coming back. Christ doesn't know when Christ is coming back. Um, you know, we were promised today, like it says in Scripture, but God did not promise this tomorrow. But he also says that when Christ returns, it's going to be like a thief in the night. You know what I'm saying? Um, but the the glory, the mercy, the love of God's going to hit a lot of people really, really quick. And the army is just going to get built bigger and bigger and bigger. The problem is there's also a lot of really evil people in this world right now. And I don't want to say evil as much as misled. There we go. I'm going to use the word misled. Because, you know, how does a kid know who God is um, unless the parents are talking to him about God openly and, and talking about Jesus? Like, they, I'm not saying that Jesus isn't in their heart because, I mean, you see a kid sitting down in a chair talking to Jesus I'd imagine Jesus is probably sitting right in front of them. As adults, we don't believe that we can really see that, that it's just a conversation that we have into the air. You know what I'm saying? That God's listening. 
But kids see things that we don't. We've, we've been indoctrinated ourselves, even as Christians. You know, um, when God says, you know, the faith of a mustard seed can move a mountain, you know what I'm saying? A kid would be like, awesome, I can move a mountain. And Yeah, give me like, some mustard seeds. Yeah, and adults <laughs> like, well, that must be a metaphor for something. Yes. You see what I'm saying? So even us who are Christians, we still, even though we believe in God, we, we trust in Christ, we trust in everything in our lives, we still question what we have the ability to do through Christ. You know what I'm saying? Hands-on healing, deliverance work, removing demons, like all of that stuff. Jesus was spent his whole life telling us what we had the ability to do. And many of us still don't have the faith that we can do those things. And that's going to be important knowledge coming up. More important wisdom is because we focus so much right now on taking out our enemy when we should be focused on healing our enemies. Yeah. And, you know, God knew this at such a time as this. We are in a generation that is alive for such a time as this. And I truly believe that people, when they, like you said, when they come to Christ and they're just hit the ground running, it's because their time is short. And God knows that. And I, I feel, you know, God has said he's going to pour out his Holy Spirit like never before yeah. in the last days. And we are, we are, I mean, we've been in the last days since Christ died on the cross and rose again. But I, I believe we're in the last, last days. Now, I do too. Um, you know, I talk to Jeff a lot. The prophecies are, are unrolling. And, you know, I've had people say recently that are like, well, the deep state is just using revelation in order to play out, you know, basically like a script. And I'm like, maybe so. But how do you know that wasn't God's intention? God literally exactly. said it was going to happen. He didn't tell you how it was going to happen. You know what I'm saying? So we may be, no matter how you look at it, it's still playing out. And, you know, it may be another four generations five generations, 20 generations before Christ comes back. But are you willing to take that chance? I'm not. You know what I'm saying? We should be treating every day from this day forth as if Christ was going to come back while we fell asleep tonight at 12 o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We, that's how we need to treat every day. If we're If God doesn't come back, this isn't a time for revelation, for rapture, and so forth. No harm, no foul. That means you just leave this earth the normal way. And end yeah. up in heaven. Um, hopefully, if you if you're right. Um, but that that's the whole thing is that you know we need to treat each day like this. We we need to because if you love God, you should be doing God's work. If you really love God, you have that relationship with Him. It's almost natural. You know what I'm saying? It's like God's pulling you. You want to do the mission. You wanted to do it more than anything else. You know what I'm saying? Like there's nothing else in this world that I would rather do than do something serving God. And more importantly, when you do something that counter that's counter to what you're trying to do for God, you instantly feel guilt or crap. I screwed up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, where before, man, I, when I was bad and I was never bad, I was self-destructive. I wasn't outwardly destructive. Nothing I ever did was harmful to others. Everything I did was harmful to myself. Um, it's still the same thing. You're still doing wrong. You're still sinning. But I would have a hundred sins and not realize that I was doing anything wrong. Today, the moment that I go, man, I wish Pelosi would hang. I'm like, sorry, God. I instantly am like, crap. I didn't mean that. Um, God, I'm sorry. I should be praying for her. I shouldn't be wishing her to be hung from a noose. <laughs> you know, um, like I said, we have to reevaluate. 
start doing things, I'm focusing not only on, you know, which is very important, the sacrifice that God made on that cross, huge deal. That's our salvation. He gave us an opportunity, but we should never dismiss everything that came before that. We have 30 years of lessons, you know, that God was teaching us what we can do, how to be a good Christian, a proper person, what we should be focused on, what we should be straying away from, teaching us not to hate, teaching us to do everything with love, teaching us not to have anger, but righteous anger, um, stand up for those that are unfortunate. You know what I'm saying? Like, these are the things that we need to be focusing on. And there's no greater feeling than when you're doing those things that God asked you to do. And that is a level of knowing you are a child of God. Yes. Because you're having that conviction in your heart. You're having that that discernment. You're having all those gifts of the Spirit, fruits of the Spirit, all of those things. And that you know that's a huge sign that you you are saved is because if you feel those things and you're convicted in your heart for doing something that you maybe shouldn't, Otherwise, oh, yeah. you don't. Yeah. You know, um, just like yesterday, um, I'm doing, I'm pulling paint off my old front door and then repainting it. And it was a big pain in my butt, man. Pulling paint off an old door is way more difficult than I thought. And I may have slipped up a couple of unchristian words in there and I had to apologize to God probably five or six times yesterday <laughs> um, for, for using unchristian words. But one thing that I will never use is I'll never say GD. Mm -hmm. I'll never say, you know, I will never use the Lord's name in vain. Although I did say the F word yesterday. Wow. <laughs> I said the S word, the S word a couple of times yesterday. Oh. Um, <laughs> but, but like I said, though, is that I, I did, I immediately apologized to God and was like, okay, God, let's have fun with this. You know, so then I started making jokes, started talking to Douglas. Um, Douglas was talking about parting the Red Sea and I was like, well, my door was red. So hopefully God will part my red paint. <laughs> <laughs> You know, but that's the thing, though, is that, you know, walking away, humor, realizing those things, because, um, you know, is a curse word really a bad thing? I don't know. I don't know who I don't know who decided that this word was good and this word was bad. Um, one thing that I am certain about is using the word Jesus Christ or or God, um, darn it, um, is using his name in vain. So that's that's no bueno. You know what I'm saying? That's you're, not good. You're actually asking him to damn something. Yeah, exactly. And do you really want him to damn that door? Yeah. Well, that you're working on. Mm, you're having trouble enough. A couple of times, <laughs> but but yeah, then I would have had to go out and buy a new door. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I agree with you on the GD. I don't like that at all. So. Yeah, exactly. And like I said, is um, you know, I, I think Steve um on Friday night show said he goes, "I'm still a cursing Christian." Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, my, my mouth's gotten a whole lot better. And the reason, and my, I actually stopped cursing, um, for the most part, not because I was a Christian, because I always assumed that there was a little kid around somewhere <laughs> and I didn't want to be the kid to teach them that word. You know what I'm saying? So, um, and I had a kid or a friend of mine that said the F word a couple of times in the store and I saw a little kid and boom, that was my awakening moment right there. I'm like, okay, I'm going to watch my mouth from here on out. You know, then you become a Christian, you're a little bit more cautious about it and having to apologize to God for, for dropping those words every now and then. You know, like I'll read an article about some of the deep state and, and you know, or Soros or something, and then your brain starts going crazy like, oh, that's it, man. I'm going to find this guy and I'm going to start throwing rocks at him. And then you got to apologize to God um, because 
it's not our job to take care of that stuff. It's God's, unless he sends us on the battlefield. But he hasn't sent me on a battlefield yet. No, not yet. Not yet. Well, Mary, we, we've already gone through the hour. Um, wow. Obviously, obviously <laughs> wow. I know we get quick, huh? Um, yeah. Tomorrow night, we're, we got a busy week, actually. Tomorrow night, yeah. we're going to have uh, Devo and High Vistas on. Yes. And then awesome. Tuesday's Dustin Nemos. Mm-hmm. Um, Wednesday, I don't believe we have anyone on yet. Thursday's MSM Liars. Friday's Douglas. So we've got um, interviews throughout the week this week. And then next week, I may have uh, Mike Smith and Mary Flynn on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're talking. Yeah. About um, that. Yeah, Steve's, Steve's still She's great not- friends with Mary Flynn. He put me back in contact with her. So um, they she actually asked if she could come on our show. Yes. Oh, so, awesome. yeah, so we'll have uh, Mary Flynn, and she's always a great conversation because her big focus right now is exposing child trafficking yeah, and, children and the involvement in our uh, our government organizations that are supposed to be here to protect our children. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, she's still CPS. She's yeah, CPS and yeah. so forth, yes. Okay. So that'd be a great conversation as well. Um, and I usually pray us out, Mary, but I love your prayers. Um, oh. would, you, would you mind praying us out this evening? Sure. Awesome. (laughs) Okay, Lord, thank you. Thank you for Kilted Christian. Thank you for brothers in a Bible and brothers and sisters in a Bible tonight. And I just really thank you for this platform that you have. It's gift. It's a gift, Lord. And so thank you. Thank you that we were able to talk about you tonight. Thank you for all the different angles and different conversation that we've had and all to glorify you, Lord. And I ask for a blessing to just be poured upon um, Joseph and Raina and their family right now. And just more than they can even ask or imagine. And just even those still water Sabbath type moments that they will experience and just be surprising to them, even that, joy would come from some unexpected place. And Lord, we just, we pray for anybody here that would have any ailments or any anything that they would need healing from, Lord, that they would just turn to you and turn to you for healing in restoration of their mind, spirit, soul, body, families, relationships. We ask for restoration of relationships, Lord. You gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And so, Lord, help us be ambassadors of you. And that goes to even in these celebrations that are coming up this week with Halloween, Lord, that help us to be the light in certain situations and help us be the kind of people that people know us not for what we stand against so much as to what we stand for. So help us be the light, because light always overtakes dark. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. First John 4, 4. Thank you, Lord, that you've given that as a memory verse for all these years. And I pray also that anybody listening right now would also take that to their heart and that they would rely on that anytime they feel like the enemy is accusing them or... Um, getting them to doubt or giving them discouragement in their ministry, that they would just go to your word because that's where the truth is. 
And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you guide us into that truth, and that you give us you give us discernment and, and we're able to see the light from the dark. And Lord, I pray for anybody who who would be out with their kids this week, that they would make good choices with their kids. And if they choose to go out and trick or treat or, you know, whatever it is that um, give them the motivation in their heart that they would not look to the dark side of things and that they would encourage, not even just encourage, just to take authority in their house as far as what their kids are allowed to wear. And again, Lord, just thank you for this time that we're able to get together. We're so blessed that this is, they're back on with us. So, and Lord, I'm, I'm honored to be here tonight with them. And thank you for their friendship. It means a lot to me. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. 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 Beautiful as always. You, and you've got such a great, sincere God voice. It's mm -hmm. just very gentle and warming and what people need to hear. You know what I'm saying? Non-judgmental. So God put you where he needed to. You've got a radio voice. I absolutely love it. And for those of you, most of you, all of you probably know Flight Work Mary, but you can catch Flight Work Mary on Friday evening, 7 o'clock Eastern Time on the official Godcast, which is a show designed to allow people to give their testimonies, to inspire others um, from getting away from old habits and finding the greatest new habit, which is our Heavenly Father and their story to their narrow path. And, and Mary, I'm very grateful for you. Um, I'm very grateful. We're, we're very yes. grateful for the show mm -hmm. that you guys do because it is very, very important. Um, like I said, it, it, we talked about it before the show. This isn't about setting yourself on a mission to help a thousand people find God. It's one person at a time. And one person is a great, great thing to help because that person can end up changing the lives of a thousand other people. You never know how long the arm of God is, you know what I'm saying? And, and, or, or your works through God to help other people. And it's not about who does it. It's about doing it. It's about setting forth, helping people find that narrow path, helping them understand not only the love that God brings into your life, but the love that God is in general. We are all the children and we need to start accepting that no matter what religion, culture, no matter where you live in this world, we're still God's children, all of us. There's not 10 different gods that created 10 different cultures. It's one God. We all need to get on the yes. same page. We need to get on the same army. And this is how we're going to win this war right here on this earth. Other than that, we're at those times where God's going to end up taking care of it himself. Mm -hmm. And we're going to end up in heaven. You know, So that's the greatest gift anyone could ever give to anybody is helping them find salvation. Do we have, do we the ones that give them salvation? No, but we mm -hmm. certainly know the why, the guy that can. Absolutely. And that is our yeah. job, you know, is to be loving, to be humble, to be non-judgmental, and to let people want to find God. You can't force someone to find him, but you can certainly do your job by showing your fruits, the love that you bear so that they walk towards God and they find them themselves. And that's the greatest thing. Someone once said to me before is that, the greatest teachers are the ones where the student doesn't realize they were taught. That is a great teacher 
because they're doing it through humility. They're not handing a homeless guy five bucks, waking him up going, hey, man, I'm giving you five bucks. They're slipping it into their pocket and walking away. Yeah, you know, exactly. It's not about credit. Um, all the credit that we need is our heavenly father allowing us into heaven. Done deal. You know what I'm saying? That's what really matters right now. Mary, we love you very much. Yes, we do. We are so love thankful you, that you joined us today. Um, mm -hmm. We're going to be doing uh, our Christian Q&A Christmas special right around the, the 1st of, of uh, December. So I just ask that you give other people a chance. <laughs> I'll try to. I'll try to. Yeah, we were thinking about Ron and I were thinking. Ron also hosts the show, but he, yes. we were all thinking that we would do a Bible trivia too at one point. That's really fun. So I'm glad to hear that you're going to do something like that. Too. Yeah, we're, we're going to be purchasing. I'm going to be making more sweatshirts. I'm yeah, going to be making more t-shirts. Like we we're going to get some stickers made mm -hmm. and we're going to be getting some more hats made. Yeah. Um, like nice. I said, we, we don't like selling these things no. as much as possible. I mean, if anything, you know, we it's get our product back so we can make more, but that's the whole thing, guys. We're not advertising. We're just spreading love um, and trying to do something just to give back. Cause you guys give us so much. You give us love. You give us family. Mm -hmm. You give us a lot. You know, um, we, yeah. like I said, we learn a lot more from you than we'll ever be able to teach. Absolutely. You know? so yeah, we really do. Thankful. We are and, thankful for everyone here too, for um, being here with us every night and, and just sharing your love with us. And you too, Mary. You know I love you, girl. Oh, yeah. yeah. I love you too. I love you. Exactly. You're just something special to hey, me. Hey, look at that. There's Douglas. And Douglas will be on our show on Friday night. And I'm looking forward to that as well. And then we're going to be getting Nathan on here um, coming up soon as well. We'll find out that day. And um, we can do that. He's going to be talking about some pretty important stuff. Taxes, um, you know, the rights that we have to not pay taxes, um, property, and so forth. Um, like I said, he'll tell you that he's not the most brilliant man when it comes to this stuff. But he certainly has a great way of understanding and explaining it. So um, yeah. that'll be a great conversation. Yeah. But Mary... Once again, thank you so much for, for giving us the Sunday, coming on here with us, talking about God, talking about some pretty important topics. Like I said, you know, sometimes becoming a Christian makes things even more confusing in your life because we're also living here on this earth. You know what I'm saying? So we go back and forth as to what's right, what's wrong, what can we do, what can't we do? And these are just great conversations. So I, I thank you very much for, yeah. for coming on. And just to remember that God, really looks at the motivation of your heart that's the most important thing absolutely you know the man looks at the out, outer you know image and god looks at the heart yep and if that wasn't the case then people that can't talk would never be able to discuss anything with god just imagine that's that right. <laughs> that's right <laughs> imagine that a mute person like oh man i can't find god because i can't talk to him fortunately god does listen to our hearts yeah so, I also want to mention that Jake Cress is coming on Friday. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Oh. He's Definitely gonna be see our that. Next guest. Yeah, Ron Johnston, um, Flight Work Mary, Friday, seven o'clock Eastern time, official Godcast. Guys, make sure to go check him out with Jake Cress. It's gonna be great. Every show you've done has been absolutely phenomenal. And I probably will call Friday's show with Douglas Chasing Shiny Objects. <laughs> oh, that's fun. <laughs> He's yeah. always chasing something. Hey, I'm a squirrel chaser too. You all know that. But um, oh, once again, Livin, thank you, you so much for joining. Love you. Um, Mary, thank you so much for joining us. All of you out there in the chat, all of you that are going to be listening to this show later, we love you with all of our hearts. We are so thankful that you allowed us to be part of your family. Um, like I said, this isn't about the who does what. It's about just doing it. You know what I'm saying? 
be humble, live in God, do whatever you can to serve God and seek credit not. It doesn't matter. The only thing that we person that we need to make happy in this world isn't even in our world. Mm -hmm. He's in heaven watching over us and giving us an opportunity for eternal life. And that would be Christ and God. So thank you all so much. We love you with all of our hearts. We will see you tomorrow evening with Devo and High Vistas on Monday. It's going to be a great show. I have been dying to get them on for an interview. So I'm sure you're going to enjoy it as well. Guys, I love you all very, very much. Have an absolutely beautiful evening. And I leave you with Daryl Boyer, washed in the blood. Let me down and the lies tell me I've been abandoned When the darkness surrounds and it seems that there's no hope inside I can call on your name and you release my pain, Lord, you hear me I can lean into you, Lord, and know that you'll carry me. Because I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. I can call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I'd rather be right here with you. I'm safe in your arms. I'm washed in the blood. You see, fear is the enemy. Left to its lies, it'll break me. I won't be led to believe that all feelings I have should be trusted. I can let go feel as you open my eyes to your hand on me. I can lean into you, Lord. Know that you'll fight for me Lord, you fight Oh, I need for you To carry me up on your shoulders You're releasing your peace With every breath that I breathe And I can call on your name and you covers pain there's no place that i'd rather be than right here with you i'm safe in your arms i'm washed in the blood you see all of the lies that fill up my mind they come straight from the voice of the enemy I will give up this pride and run straight to the fight Cause I know you're living in me 
step across fear and surrender my life and become who you call me to be. Who you call me to be. I will trust you, Lord, because I need for you to carry me up on your shoulders. You're releasing your peace with every breath that I breathe. Lord, I call on your name and your love covers pain. There's no place that I'd rather be than right here with you. I'm safe in your arms. I'm lost in the blood. I'm lost in the blood. I'm lost in the blood. Lord, I'm lost in the blood. Everyone have an absolutely beautiful rest of your Sunday. We will see you tomorrow for episode 473 of Kilted Christian with Devo and High Vistas. And uh, guys, just remember the end of this story is that God wins. There's no reason to worry. Let go of the stress. Let go of the anxiety. Always keep in prayer. Keep one foot in the kingdom, one foot on this earth so we can keep on serving God, doing what he needs to do right here. But we're going to get through this just fine. Keep your head on a swivel. Things are about to get extremely chaotic. But don't fall for the deception because they're trying to deceive us at every turn. Guys, I love you very, very much. We will see you tomorrow evening. Have a beautiful night and God bless.